Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. the show here on a Wednesday afternoon. Max Starks is in for Wolf. It is the Wolf and Luke show. And Max, I, if if I have the math right, I believe there are basically three groups of Cardinals fans when it comes to the head coaching situation, okay? You have the group that wants to keep things status quo. And I don't know anybody in that group, but I'm sure there are some people in that group. It's a very small group. You have the group that just wants to fire Cliff no matter what. And then you have the group that wants Sean Payton specifically. And I have to think that last group is probably the biggest group by far of the three, don't you? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, any everybody wants a name brand, right? Everybody wants the proven success of what Sean Payton brings. The quarterback whisperer, right? He whispers to the guys, and he can get them to play out of their minds. You sound like Russell Wilson but at right the, now. <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so glad we had we had that folder of Russell Wilson. Oh, it's only um, growing everybody, every uh, day, too. I know, but but I, I, I think, yes, that's your largest group because everybody wants the new shiny toy, right? When you drive by and you see this brand new car, you're like, man, boy, what, what it wouldn't be to drive that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what that's what dealer row is all about, especially if you drive up North Scott. Scottsdale Road heading towards the 101. You know, you have all those nice exotic dealerships right there on the left, right? You got Audi, you got BMW, Porsche, Land Rover, Mercedes. This is back when you car know, dealerships had cars on the lot. Where you, yeah, you they actually had cars on the lot. Something to sell you. So, okay. so let, let's just remember yesteryear. Wolf, I'm uh, sorry, Luke. Um, as I as I go on my wolf musing, um, but at the end of the day, it's what is the best fit? Like, I love. What Porsches and Lamborghinis look like, Luke. But guess what? I can't fit in any of those vehicles. So all I can do is look and wonder. And the reality is, I have to go into a sedan or an SUV like that. That's just where the way God created me. I have to. I have to go into one of those. As much as I would love to be in a cool sports car, I can't. I can't be in a cool sports car. They make those Lamborghini you know, that, SUVs. You get one of those. Yeah, once it gets still a little tight, okay. still a little tight. Okay. If I'm gonna pay that much money, I want to feel comfortable. <laughs> I want to feel, you know, I want it to feel like a lazy boy when I sit in it, not not like you know skinny jeans. That's you know, I, I just I needed to be more comfortable. But um, but I think that's kind of where the Cardinals are as well. You know, if you're car shopping, you're coat shopping. Everybody wants that fancy looking one, but in the reality, is that what you need? Is that is what's going to help you long term, and especially when you know that there's other people that are going to be bit, biting for Sean Payton's attention, right? Dallas and New Orleans would be the front runners for that one. So it would take massive money and capital on your end to pull him away from that direction. And then, of course, will he even want that responsibility of what he's walking into? 
Um, I think that's the other thing you have to ask the question of. And so that's where I think there's other opportunities out there. There's probably better fits out there that can that that can do the same job, but also allow you to keep yourself within your constraints as opposed to having to give up so much to make sure it fits for someone like a Sean Payton. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, I wonder if we're going down this path where it's so many people have decided, okay, they're going to get Sean Payton. And again, maybe they will. Maybe they will. But how many times have we done this in this city in the past with with guys that were you know bigger figures than than Sean Payton certainly even with Kevin Durant this offseason you know but, say, Kevin Durant comes to mind yeah and that one was a little bit different because you knew he wanted to come here but there have been plenty over the years even over like the last you know let's say ten years where it was like hey maybe are we somewhere this guy would want to come play or come coach or whatever now you have this this all in mentality by a lot of the fan base of it's got to be Sean Payton or, you know, we're just going to be in the same spot next year. I will say this though, Max, I'm holding in my hands right here. I got the paper and everything. I feel like the, one of those old, like late night shows where they have the top 10 Ooh, list. I heard the, I heard the rustling yeah. papers. That no, means it's legit. We're all about real props here on the, on the Wolf and Luke show. Um, I have this from straight from Vegas. They sent me this. The, uh, the, the six teams in terms of betting odds that are most likely to get Sean Payton as their head coach next season. Now, I will say New Orleans isn't on this list, and I think it's I don't really know why New Orleans isn't on this list because there are reports he's going to go there and bring Tom Brady over. <laughs> so New Orleans is certainly a factor. But the six teams they have on this list, they have Tampa Bay with a 10% implied odds. They have the Panthers with 11%. They have the Cowboys and Chargers both at 17%. They have the Broncos at 20%. And the front runners, according to Vegas, to land Sean Payton are the Arizona Cardinals. At 29% implied odds. Now, the specific numbers don't matter, but it's just if this is an entity that builds these odds based entirely on how much money they can make off you, they usually have something behind them. And I was surprised the Cardinals were the favorites on that list. We talked about the contingent of Cardinals fans that uh, that were in the Sean Payton boat. You wonder if all those bets came from the, from those fans. Maybe right? that's it. That's true. <laughs> Vegas isn't that far. Maybe that is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You, you know, I mean, hop, hop. Well, don't hop on Southwest right now. Um, that is that's an absolute uh, <laughs> a show right now. Uh, but you know, they have they have flights there every every hour or so. You, you could you can catch Sky Harbor. It was a holiday weekend. Maybe you know, one of my friends even went to Vegas for Christmas. Maybe that's when you drop the bet at the long shot casinos like Cousin Eddie and Christmas. Uh, you know, Vegas. Maybe vacation, Drake right? dropped a million dollars on him like he did on uh, on Argentina in the World Cup final. He was just like, oh, I got a million dollars. I'll put it on one of these soccer teams. Exactly, which I was so excited that Argentina won. But but, but I, I digress. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I look at it, and yeah, it just doesn't make sense that New Orleans wouldn't be in there to retain the services, who actually has the contract with Sean Payton, um, to retain his services um, for a place that he knows he's had success. The The city absolutely loves him. Um you know he is he is the man there. He's the mayor when it comes to his decision making for that organization. Or do you step into something new? Um, I don't know if Arizona is can be, outweigh those two factors, right? New Orleans and Dallas, because Dallas is Jerry Jones is going to give him whatever, and money is no object to him because the guy's a billionaire and he you know he he spends money on whims. So if Champagne says he wants it, guess what? He's going to get it. Whereas I think you have to be more judicious if you're the Cardinals and looking at how your structure is, how 
everything needs to be put together um, as far as, you know, what coaches are you going to bring in? How do they gel with the team, and especially Kyler Murray? Who's going to be that guy? Is it Sean Payton that's going to handle that directly, or is he going to get an OC that could be that intermediary? And then also, which of the three quarterbacks do you want? Who's in the best position draft-wise to quickly get the squad that you want together. Those are all the things that, you know, have to be weighed by Sean Payton. And once again, I still come to the Cardinals being, you know, kind of 2B slash 3 in in all of that. I definitely don't think Broncos. I think that one's just, I don't know who wants to step into that one. That's going to be an issue in and of itself. I think that's going to take another newer coach coming in there or somebody that you can pull over that has had a relationship with Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm sorry, not Kyler Murray, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Dan Quinn, maybe? I don't know. Um, maybe he goes to the Broncos. But it, it's got to be something to salvage that. But I think the Cardinals are sitting there. They're just right there at third. Not quite in first. Not quite in second. They're just right there, right behind both of those when it comes to the Sean Payton lottery. Well, and I think if, you, if you're if you in that group where you're like, the Cardinals got to get Sean Payton, that's, that, that's just that's the only way out of this. If you're in that group, then I think the two teams you really have to watch on the field here over the next few weeks are the Cowboys for sure. Because if the Cowboys go out there and melt down in the first round like they have a history of doing, if they do that again, then Dallas is absolutely in play. Jerry Jones, you really think Jerry Jones would be like, well, we made the playoffs, so I can't do anything crazy. Jerry Jones always wants to win right now. We had K. Ray in here last week. He was filling in. He's like, he's even got more of a sense of urgency than usual. So if you want Sean Payton in Arizona, you want Dallas winning at least a playoff game. And the other team is the Chargers. Now, they're in the playoffs, so that maybe is enough. But you don't want them to go out there and just get completely blown out in the first round and, and have them have questions. Because to me, those are the two teams that are your biggest obstacles. Uh, and maybe maybe Sean Payton just has no interest in the Cardinals. Doesn't sound like that, though. But, uh, but if it's the team with Justin Herbert or the Dallas Cowboys that come calling, I don't know that the Cardinals can compete with that right now, if they are even actually interested. They do still have a head coach right now. If you're headed to the college football semifinal at State Farm Stadium, get the party started at the College Football Hall of Fame free tailgate starting at 10 a.m. on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. Music, food, beverages, and special guests will make this tailgate party memorable. Admission is free, 10 a.m. on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. We come back. The Suns had eight players in double figures last night. How long can they get by like this? Can they do it for at least four weeks? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke. Max Starks in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. If you are just tuning in, in case you missed it, the update from the Phoenix Suns. On Devin Booker, within the last hour or so, says uh, further evaluation has confirmed that Devin Booker has sustained a left groin strain. He will be reevaluated in four weeks. Max Starks is in for Wolf today. Max, I tell you, this is with all the the bad news Arizona sports fans have had to endure in 2022. Last night was like this little. Glimmer of happiness, right? You had the you had the Suns, nugget. yeah, nugget. A very small, but it was but it was quickly stepped on because you had the Suns going into to Memphis shorthanded and beating the Grizzlies, but then you have this ridiculous Luka Doncic. What was it, sixty twenty one and ten line that overshadowed yeah. it nationally? 
And now you have this news today that Devin Booker, I don't think it's a shock. I think most of us assumed he was going to be out for a few weeks. But to be out at least four weeks, trade deadlines in six weeks, this really puts them in a a tough spot. Not that it can't be navigated, but it's not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy at all. But then again, that's what sports is for, right? You're going to have injuries that pop up throughout the season. There's going to be adversity to be overcome. And right now for the Suns, they're dealing with a lot of adversity, right? A lot of obstacles in front of them because, you know, you're missing Devin Booker who's already a powder keg of excitement and scoring in and of itself. You can't replace that scoring production with one person. It's just not possible. Um, Then, of course, you miss a backup in Landry Shamit, um, who you need as well when you're talking about offensive output. Uh, Cam Johnson, same boat. Campaign, another ball handler to spell. Chris Paul. And now you're on Dwayne Washington, Jr., uh, who's still figuring out the system, still figuring out his new dud. Seemed to have figured it out last night, game. though. Exactly. So, so he seemed to be catching his stride. Now, can he continually produce something similar? Not saying he ha- you got to go out and have a career-high night, which he did in point scoring, but can you go out there, can you give us 16? Can you give us 18 consistently that we can count on? Can you distribute the ball, you know, and keep us moving uh, on this train because it's going to be at least 15, if not more, games that we're rolling with this current roster. And so hopefully there will be more additions than subtractions in that process. But it starts with you got to beat Washington. Show us you can go beat Washington after what you did against the Grizzlies. Yeah. In their place. And I also, and here's the other updates to um, Devin Booker, obviously on the injured uh, list tonight. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder campaign. I crack up every time I still see Jay Crowder's name on this list. But Landry Shamit also not playing tonight. Uh, Chris Paul not on the injury report. So I'm assuming Chris Paul is good to go for tonight, which would be the second half of a back to back. Let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. Yeah. So I guess I guess we go with that. But I just big picture, and and this is not really something the Suns could have controlled. Now, could they have traded for Jay, traded Jay Crowder away or figured that out sooner? Yes, 100%. But as far as Kellen Olsen tweeted this out before, Chris Paul has, uh, has missed 14 games already this year. Cam Johnson is about to miss his 28th game tonight. This will be campaign's 10th missed game tonight. Devin Booker, as we just said, is going to miss at least the next four weeks. And he's already missed a couple games. We're only 35 games into the season, Max. And Cam Johnson has missed 27 of the first 35. He's going to miss 28 tonight. I just wonder at what point you are damaging your chances at making a deep playoff run. And I say that knowing that I'm talking to, to almost two different groups of Suns fans. There are the ones that are like, it's over. The window's shut. I don't believe that. I still believe the window's open. And you have the other section of the fan base that's like, no, 100%, you got to go all in. And why aren't they making moves with, with Jay Crowder and, and some of these picks? But I think the reality is what they can't control is how much guys are missing time right now. We just we haven't seen this lineup together. And if it's going to be something where you don't see the full Suns actual lineup playing together until like March, I don't know that that's enough time to get any sort of rhythm going into the playoffs in a year where there's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a tough proposition to be in in this moment, but you have to think, can you hold the line? 
can you tow can you tow the line and hold the ship together um it is a gauntlet stretch we talked about it earlier in the show and you know the, what's entailed in those 15 games are a lot of tough matchups um but you do have an East Coast tour of teams that you're going to that you're going to see and on also host two on the back end. Um, there are some opportunities, but you can't feel good about the opportunities knowing that you don't have Devin Booker on the floor. He's just such a difference maker. So much attention gets focused on him, which frees up everybody else uh, on the team when he's out there. And it's between him and CP3 and and. You know, you had the question, CP3, although not on the injury report, you know, still could have, you know, something, something a little bit lingering, you know, from that, from, from the dead leg Charlie horse he got, um, you know, that he sustained last night, which led to D-Wash getting more minutes. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I think this is a team who can still make the playoffs, but they've also they, they they do need help. I recognize they do need help, and they need and, and help in the fashion of guys who are injured need to be able to come back and get back into the fold. Yeah, but it is concerning when you talk about was it twenty seven or twenty nine days games? Twenty seven games for, for Cam, for, for Cam uh, for Johnson Cam. tonight will be his twenty eighth yeah. game that he's missed this season. Okay, twenty eighth game. Okay, so there we go. I just want to make sure I got it right. Yeah, twenty eight games. You know, out of thirty five, that that that's that's probably. So I think you, you, you have to go. If I'm James Jones, I got to go find somebody to replace Cam Johnson. And then hope he gets better and hope that he comes back and that we have a tougher decision to make. But as it stands right now, if I'm looking at the information available to me, Cam Johnson's not an option right well, now. Well, see, and, and where it's and tough. And will he be? Where it's tough is I think, I think your hope to replace Cam Johnson is with guys that are already on this team, like Landry Shamit, or, I mean, I don't think Dwayne Washington's really that that thought, but, you know, if Landry Shamit can give you these 31-point nights, you can get by until Cam Johnson comes back. Two months for Cam, by the way, would be next Wednesday. That's, that's the two-month mark. Wow. Now, they didn't say definitively it'll be exactly two months, but they said one to two months. So you just you start to look at some of these, and, and the biggest thing is they're going to have to get some of these guys back while Devin Booker is gone. I'm looking at the games. If you just go four weeks from today, let's say, okay, yeah, you know what? They reevaluate Devin Booker four weeks from today, and he's good to go. The next game, well, that would be January 26th against Dallas, of course, because it's always Dallas. But the teams they play between now and then, you've got Washington tonight. You've got the Raptors, Knicks, Cavs, Heat, Cavs again, Warriors, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Nets, Pacers, Grizzlies, and, uh, and the Charlotte Hornets on January 24th. Some of those games you're still going to feel pretty good about your chances. But some of those games are against the best teams in the NBA. And it's not a great feeling to go into those games as extremely shorthanded as the Suns are right at this exact moment. So this is going to be, I don't want to say a season-defining stretch, but it's really going to, the next four weeks are going to really put you on a path where you're either hanging around and you're going to make a push, or you had to go out and make some moves, or you're, you're like fighting to avoid the playing round. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you are fighting to to not be in that what I consider categorically, uh, you know, nomad world of a, of a playing game. You want to make sure that you you've got a series in tow and that you're not stressing yourself. But like you said, I mean, you hear that you hear that res- that that, uh, that schedule reeled off, and 
I mean, there are some opportunities. I'm not going to call them gimme games, but you have some opportunities to really come up. And the first test is going to be Washington, um, whether this experiment sustains itself or not. I do wonder if this if this news, and we'll get more into this, I'm sure, tomorrow, too. I wonder if this news today pushes a move for a guy like Kyle Kuzma more into the, the sense of urgency category. But uh, we'll have time to get into that. Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, all right, the Coyotes, nice win last night. They are 5-1-1 one, one in their last seven at Mullet Arena. They just beat the defending Stanley Cup champions for the third straight time. We're going to ask their head coach how they're doing that. Andre Turini joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke. Max Starks in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. A nice win for the Coyotes last night at Mullen Arena where they continue to be a tough team to go up against. They take down the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche 6-3, the final. Three straight wins over Colorado dating back to last year, too. Uh, their head coach joins us right now as he does every Wednesday on the Arizona Sports Line. Andre Turney is here. Uh, Bear, thanks for the time as always. And uh, I don't know, I mean, what, do, what do you even say to your team after you, you get a win like you did last night? Six different guys scored in that game for you, too. Yeah, with uh, you know you don't beat a team like Colorado with uh, with half a new team. So I think it was a good team effort. I'm proud of the the effort of everybody. It was a good game from Higgy, our goalie. So Higgy played rock solid. So that was uh, that was a good team effort. Yeah, a- absolutely. And coach, I mean, when you look at just kind of what you have with this squad and, and, and the matchup that you had. I mean, for, for, for Michael Carcone, uh, um, you know, having, having, having a score like he did, I mean, what does that do for building up this young guy and, and, and just continuing moving forward? I think it's pretty good. Honestly, Karts has had a good, good, uh, good shot with us last year, played a lot of games. He went back in the show this year and, uh, he did what he had to do. He was a really good player, dominate over there. So it's good to, to see him coming back with us with good determination and ready to compete. And uh, he he had a his first shift of the game and got a breakaway. He used his feet to go behind there. Great play by Nick Bukestad. And uh, he, he kept going during the game. I think he will have it with the injury of... O'Brien and the injury of uh, Michelli and Gunter, the word junior, that opened the door for Arch to have a really good luck, you know, to, to have an opportunity to show what he can do. So I'm happy for him, and now the, it's up to him to, to catch that, fortunately. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Torini right now joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, coach, I'm sure you've heard the stat. I'm sure you're probably already aware of it, but that is three straight wins over Colorado and obviously mixed in there. They won the Stanley Cup. Do you have any explanation for what you guys are doing so well against them? I don't want an explanation. I just that point. <laughs> I think that's, you know, they play really fast. They're a really good team. And they had a lot of injuries. So I talked about their program before because, uh, you know, when, when you have injury, now you're at the test and you need to uh, need to call up guys from the child and your AHL coach need to do what you see they do. Uh, so it's a testimonial of their program. They, uh, they build a really good program. They play really hard. They play with a lot of pace. And... For whatever reason, we match up really good against them. We uh, last year we played our best game against them, and this year again we played really, really solid. So 
of our guys to grab the challenge. We won five of the last six before they played us. So it's not like they were cold. They were a really hot team, and our guys responded really well. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is the last uh, home home stand you guys have coming up uh, tomorrow against Toronto. Um, any big changes with the lineup? I mean, or is it kind of you're just going to let the guys kind of roll as is um, going into this Maple Leafs game? No, we'll, we'll keep the same lineup. I think we, we're playing well right now. That's uh we had success with the, those guys. And I believe in the growth with them. And I know there there's a few things we can keep getting better and tweaking. So that's what we will work at. But I'm happy about the focus and the urgency right now. So no reason for us to make any change. We're talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney following the win last night. Uh, Bear, just in general, you look at some of the teams you guys have beaten this year, Colorado, Boston, Toronto already. Carolina's really good. Florida, a lot of quality wins. Uh, this is year two for you. Is there anything that stands out from, from year two that's that's different about your team than it was a year ago? It's a good question. I think we're way more in sync. I think we play uh, – Last year we we played really hard. I think this year we had some chemistry. We have players who know themselves better. They they know what to expect from each other. So I think we are we're a better team than than we were. And we 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 said last year we want to be better every day, and that's what we did. And the same thing this year. We I think when we talk about the pace we play, the the the, the speed we play, the, the way we. We position ourselves on the ice and we apply pressure on the opponent. It's faster and faster, so uh, we expect that to keep getting better. No, and, and absolutely, and just talk about kind of the goaltending aspect. I mean, from from uh, from from I can't even pronounce his last name, but Malka. Uh, you know, I know you have a nickname for. Him. Just kind of talk about. I mean, he you know he he's he, he's doing a good job of really saving in a lot of key moments. Just just what has made him special. I mean, first of all, to be a goalie, you have to be a little bit a little bit crazy uh, to say the least. But I mean, but he's been doing. He's been also playing crazy with uh, the way he's been. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, he's uh, he's one of the best secret secrets in the league. To be honest, he, uh, he's a competitor. He's a freaky. He showed up at the rink with the same attitude, with the same smile, compete levels. Really good job for us. We're really happy to have him on our site. But you know, I think he's giving us a chance to give hope to our team because every night we have him in the net. We think, hey, we have a chance here. Vish should keep us there, even when we have bad starts. Vish and he did it as well a couple times this year, and he did it last night when he came up big moment when he did it. So I think golden is it's an understatement to say it's important. It's key if you want to have success in that league. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win last night, and good luck with another tough team coming to town tomorrow in Toronto. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Coyote's head coach, right, Andre Tourney, right there following. It is, it's one of the weirdest stats, Max, because I believe they are the only team in the NHL that had a winning record against Colorado last year, and Colorado won the Cup. And now they are 1-0 against them this year. And, and he said it right there. 
it's Colorado's not like struggling or just kind of walking through the season. They they had won four of their last six going into the game last night, and the Coyotes beat them by three. Most Coyotes games are one goal games one way or the other this year. So I, I don't know. I mean, I obviously watch the game. I'm sitting there looking at it like, yeah, Colorado. They're not sneaking up on Colorado, and yet here they are beating Colorado by three goals. So there you go. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll take it, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Hey, if, if you've got kryptonite against the team, just go ahead and continue to use that kryptonite. Yeah, no, I mean, there's certainly worse teams to have that kryptonite against, so that's, uh, that's perfect right there. So the Coyotes get Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs, so they've also beaten three times in a row uh, at Mullet Arena tomorrow, and if you haven't been to Mullet Arena, I would uh, highly encourage it. It's quite the hockey experience. They're really just the sports experience. We come back, we are going to hear from Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy might be back in the equation for some of these games here to end the season for the Cardinals. We'll explain that next. It's Wolf and Luke. Max Starks in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, final segment of the show. Max Starks in for Wolf today. And got some news from the Cardinals with uh, Colt McCoy out of concussion protocol. Not out of the game, out of concussion protocol. And according to Cliff Kingsbury, you're going to see him on Sunday against Atlanta. He's doing well. It looks like he'll start this week. So um, cleared the concussion protocol and, and feels good. So that's I'm not like a major plot twist or anything, Max, but it is a little bit different. I think a lot of people believed, okay, it's Trace McSorley. Okay, what did he do against you know the the, the last team? He goes up, okay, he's, now he's, how's he going to perform against Atlanta? How's he going to perform against San Francisco in the final game? See what he does. Um, doesn't sound like that's going to be the case, and it would make sense if if what we were talking about earlier is legit, where Cliff Kingsbury needs wins to keep his job. Colt McCoy does give you a better chance to win this game on Sunday in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Trace did, did admirably to come in and and just try and fill the void. But Colts, Colts, that tried and true veteran, right? I mean, he's the guy that just knows the system. He's seen everything. And when you're thinking about it, I got to have it situation and not having Kyler Murray, you're always going to trust a steady hand and the veteran leadership of Colt McCoy um, to go out there and execute. Um, to the best of his ability against an Atlanta team that, let's face it, I, I talked about it at the beginning of the show, one-trick pony. Um, and you have to be able to just combat their run game because their passing game is, you know, iffy at best. And I know you have Drake London, listen, on the outside, and he's a, and he's a phenomenal pick, your first-round pick in the draft for the Falcons was expected to be this difference-making wide receiver. But, you know, you still don't know what you have with Desmond Ritter. Um, you're trying to see how he fits into this system with his mobility and pass-catching ability, but they are a run-first team. That's why you have Cordero Patterson. That's why you have Tyler Algier in the backfield. Those guys are the lead horses in this. And then Desmond Ritter's just trying to manage. So you've got to get out on top of them. You've got to be able to, to attack them um, through the air. And Colt's going to be your best option for that with getting the ball down the field and putting points on Because Atlanta's not a team that can play from behind. They, they have to play at 
or or in front of scoring and you need you need somebody like Colt to kind of get you in front of that and over the hump against this Atlanta team. I, I always laugh at teams like that, and you're 100 percent right. I'm not disagreeing with Atlanta, and they're not even they're not the only team. But I, I always laugh at these teams that are constructed in such a way where they can't play from behind. Like that seems like a yeah. pretty big flaw if you're in the NFL and you can't play from behind because chances are you're going to be behind at some point. Yeah, well, Baltimore, classic example, yeah, right? A I good mean, team Baltimore, that can't play from behind. A, a very good team who cannot play from behind at any point. And hasn't been um, able so, to for like five years. Yeah, ever since they've gotten Lamar Jackson, they just don't know how to handle it. And I think that's where it comes where you have to – that's why you truly have to be a balanced team. You can't be heavy one way or another because that lends itself to being behind. And then now you either have to throw or run your way back into games. And I just – I don't see it. So it's always interesting to me, but they literally – this happens year in and year out. And I'm sure as a head coach, you're like, how do we get here? You know, yeah. Uh, how, how, you know, I, I think Arthur Smith's like, how did I get to this situation? I was you don't want to be this that balanced team. offense and everything. <laughs> yeah, I dealt with that. I left Tennessee for that very reason to create my own team, and it followed me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's well, pretty funny. So, and be aware of that. If you are a Cardinals fan, there's a decent chance. So it sounds like not just a decent chance. The plans for Colt McCoy to start. Um, Buddha Baker obviously out for the year. Cliff Kingsbury talking about that because Buddha did play the entire game on Sunday against Tampa. Yeah, 250-pound back right meets him in the hole and then lowers his shoulder and, um, you know, gives it everything he's got. And he was definitely in pain, but, um, yeah, I can't say enough superlatives about, you know, what he's about and what he means to this, this organization. Uh, Max, I fear how this defense is going to look without Buda Baker on Sunday, just how this team is going to look. Now, I know, again, most Cardinals fans are like, at this point, yeah, I'm probably not rooting against the team as the game's going, but ultimately it might be better for them to lose so you get a higher draft pick. I get all that. But just as far as watching the Cardinals play football on Sunday, what he does for them on the field, but also what he has done as kind of just a stabilizing force and a leader and a lead-by-example guy, too, in addition to, you know, vocally over these last few weeks of, yeah, you know, we're out of the playoffs. We've been out of the playoffs. I'm going to play through it with a high ankle sprain or I'm going to finish this game out with a fractured shoulder. I can't I can't imagine the team looks better without him out there. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't. They don't. And, but at the same time, is where's the detriment? You, sometimes you have to save the players from themselves. And Buddha is an unequivocal leader of your defense. So it's like, hey, you've shown us enough. You've had enough heart. You've played through, uh, you know, these games. Dude, just let us let let's, let us sit you down. And, get out. And let's get some young guys some reps. Do not come back. You know, and, and I think what is that? Chris Banjo will be next man up, right at yeah. the safety position to fill in for him. So let Chris Banjo do the job. You know, continue to mature and, and just get guys in place. Um, you know, especially when you're thinking about you have Antonio Hamilton and Marco Wilson there at the cornerback positions because you already lost Byron Murphy. Um, so it, it's just. You have so many injuries. You have, a, like I said, you have a laundry list of um, of injuries on this team. So just let the other guys play it out. There's nothing left to prove. You know, the, the guys who do need to prove that will still be in there: Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Those are the guys that need to continue to grow. And these reps matter a lot to them. You know, 
Majay Sanders, also another guy that needs these reps. Um, so just let those guys finish it out. And then, of course, for J.J. Watt, right off into the sunset, buddy, and uh, and do what you do now that your career's come to an end. Because I definitely you know, was, was, was thinking that, okay, well, J.J.'s going to come to Pittsburgh so he can be with his other two brothers and they can fight and compete um, amongst each other and we can watch it live. Um, but he's decided that he has called it a career and what a career it's been uh, for J.J. Watt. Does so that surprise you let him, at all? Let him go out. It, it does a little bit. I mean, you know, because he, he's a guy that, I mean, you definitely would have thought, I mean, granted, it feels like he's been in the league for like 27 years, <laughs> like Tom Brady, like him and Tom Brady came in together. But, um, you know, 11 years, right? Is this 11 or 12 seasons? 11. He was, he was 2011 draft. draft. Yeah. Yeah. So 11 seasons for a guy that's been as dominating as he was. Um, you know, it, it, it is interesting. I thought he probably would have been about a 14, 15-year guy before he decided to call it a career. Um, but you look at it, I wonder if by him doing this, does this influence Aaron Donald at all after this season, after the season he's had with, with the, with the uh, Rams? I'm just uh, saying. That would be great. You sh- if you retire, you should get to take one other guy with you. Like, here's my parting gift to the Cardinals, Aaron Donald. Like, like Red to... Rover, Red Rover, yeah, right? Like you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Aaron Donald on over yeah. to retirement. <laughs> I'm retiring. Aaron Donald has to as well. Sorry, L.A. He has to. He's not allowed to beat my records, uh, so he has to sit down. He has to sit down. I'm sorry. Uh, here's Colt McCoy <laughs> talking today uh, about J.J. Watt's retirement. Uh, I didn't know. I had breakfast with him this morning. Right? I'm, I'm slow to get the news. Um, you know, like... <laughs> Does this mean he didn't know today? Hold on. Here's more from Colt McCoy on how he found out about the Watt news. Well, I sat down and we were just talking shop. And then I look at the TV and it's like, J.J. Watt's retiring. And I look at him. I'm like, what is this? He's like, yeah. And then our conversation went from there. Like, <laughs> That has to be that has to be off putting. You're sitting there with your Cheerios. You're like, okay, I got the perfect proportion of Cheerio to milk, and then I look up. JJ Watts retiring. Wait a second, you're JJ Watt. You're sitting next to me. We I asked you how you were doing and you did not mention this to me. You don't look retired. This is a part of how you're doing. You don't look retired, you're still playing. I mean, you're sitting here in the lunchroom and I just asked, How are you doing? I'm gonna play this again. This is Colt McCoy. This is yeah. today, right? Sitting down to breakfast yeah. talking to JJ Watt. Well, I sat down, we were just talking shop, and then I look at the TV, and it's like, J.J. Watt's retiring. And I look at him, I'm like, what is this? He's like, yeah. And then our conversation went from there. Like, <laughs> What is this? Yeah. All right, well, yeah. back to breakfast. Uh, all right. So, so when you said talking shop, what what were you talking in shop? Were you talking about a, about a shop? <laughs> um, this is a talking sh- that 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 is a pertinent headline in talking shop. If it means talking ball and everything else, it would be hey, these are the last two times you're going to see me in a uniform. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, what I'm saying? it like, would have been great if talking <laughs> shop was like talking about plans for how they're going to attack next year. And JJ watches went along with it, like oh yeah, sure, whatever, Colton. I mean, I retired yesterday. Yeah. But that's fine. Oh, is that what you're going to do? Is that what you're going to do? Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. my Oh, my plans. My plans. Well, yeah. Uh, when? <laughs> I'd like to go out. It would really mean a lot to me to beat San Francisco and go out permanently with a win. And I'm sure Colt was like, yeah, okay, until next year, buddy. Wouldn't, don't be so dramatic yeah, about permanent, it. Yeah, permanent. 
permanently for 2022-23. But what about 23-24? Here's here's more from Colt McCoy, uh, what he told J.J. Watt. I said, well, we got two more games, so don't fully go there yet, you know? I don't think they have to worry about J.J. Watt, like, checking out for these last two games. He, He pretty well seems like he's on a mission, Max, to make sure he goes out playing good football and then is able to leave and not worry that he, he didn't leave it all out there on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, J.J. Watt's a guy of steely determination. Even if the body has not cooperated with him, you know, you're not you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get his mind. And for a guy that you know is eventually going to be a a yellow jacket in that place in Canton where they put bronze bronze statuette faces up in a, in a museum, he will be one of those very soon. And might as well just start the calendar for his five years. But uh, he's gonna make sure he finishes out right as much as possible. Possible. Yeah, 100%. And we've seen it. Now Now you look back at these last few games and you're like, wow, J.J. Watt has like really stepped up. Does he secretly think they can make the playoffs or is he trying to get paid? It's like, no. He knows this is it, and he wants to make sure he goes out there, not on top, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but goes out on top, at least in terms of, of individual play. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney for putting the show together behind the glass, Jesse Morrison as well. Uh, for Max Starks, I'm Luke Lipinski. Max, thanks for uh, thanks for filling in today. Oh, you know, it was nice to sit in with you, with you, Luke. It just brought back nostalgia of our old days, so I was happy to, uh, to, to oblige for four hours. Well, we'll do it again soon. we got Burns and Gambo coming up next. Next, right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.